everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In today's episode, we're going to continue the series Addicted to Dope and Save with my special guest, Debbie Davis. So welcome back, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Tanya, and thank you so much for having me. I have really, really enjoyed doing this podcast. It has been a blessing to me, and I pray that it has been a blessing to those that have listened in. Yes, and I've enjoyed it myself. So if you will, Forrest, just recap what the acronym of of DOPE is for everybody, for those who may just be listening in. And um, y'all don't forget to go back and listen to the first few series that we did. We broke down um, the whole acronym and we did a series on each letter. So if you will, just tell them what each, each letter in DOPE, what that means. I definitely will. Well, my platform for this podcast is Addicted to Dope But Still Saved. Come on now. And the D in Dope stands for Delivered. The O is for Obedience. P is for Purpose. And E is for An Effective Witnesser. Which to that is our topic for today, effective witnesses. So I love that because to me, to be effective, you have to be able to relate to people and, and be real. And a lot of times leaders don't want us to be real or to admit that we have issues. But I feel like that's kind of fake as a leader because, you know, we all are going through our own struggles. And to me, the best way to witness to somebody is to share your testimony or like some of the same struggles. How do you feel about that? I feel like that. um, Well, I know that in order to be an effective witness, first of all, like you said, you have to be real. And um, the scripture, Proverbs 14 and 25, a true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. And I don't know if a lot of us realize that we can speak without even opening our mouth. Yes. Our facial expressions, um, our body, our posture. Our appearance, what we wear. Yes. What we wear, where we go. Um, and for me, you can witness anywhere. And I, I stress that where we go, you can witness in the grocery store. You can witness in the laundromat. And guess what? You can witness in the club. You can witness in the bar. And I've done that. You can witness on the bike scene. A lot of people give me ridicule because I travel with my husband because uh, he's an entertainer, but I can't tell you how many times that, you know, that's really how my ministry has um, really taken off and, and gotten started as far as the coaching and things like that, that I talked about before, but um, I don't, I don't know why. I just know that it's the God in me, that they're drawn to me and they feel, you know, that they complete strangers that they can open up to me so like I've said before you know Jesus walked amongst the sinners drug dealers thieves and liars and all that so why should we be any different and a lot of times those people are not going to come to the church so the church has got to step out of the four walls and you know we're the church everywhere we go and like you said it's it's just a conversation and a lot of time they just want somebody to listen to them 
And people say, I don't know what it is about you, but I was drawn to you. And, yes, and that I happens just, to me. Yeah, and you, you just kind of laugh, but you you know, but they don't know. And sometimes the more we, you know, the less we say, sometimes the better because we can scare them off. Yes, yes. And I, when you talked about the church and being in the church and out of the church, I love the slo- slogan, we enter to worship and we exit to serve. Mm. Serving, serving is a huge part of witnessing. If you can't serve people, if you can't help people, if we're, if we're just constantly just throwing the Bible at them, throwing the Bible at them, they're looking at our life. They're looking at what we're presenting. And one of my favorite um, biblical um, characters is Paul. Paul was, he was a good, effective, he was a true witness. Um, he was a true lifesaver. He His life had such a such an impact because it not him it his life it looked like Jesus mm-hmm. so it's not about us it's about what we what we exhibit right. I, had a, I had a situation that happened to me it's probably been about six weeks ago I had on an outfit that my husband had purchased me um, my husband and I went out together I wore the outfit with him. I thought I was cute. Oh, I thought <laughs> I was looking good. And I had a, a woman, a saved woman, that called me. And I had posted the picture on Facebook. And majority of my, well, all of my Facebook is um, witnessing. Mm-hmm. Whether it be modeling, whether it be clothes, whether it be a scripture, whether it be a prayer, whether it be a quote, it represents who I am in Christ. And this this woman, who I thank God for, called me. And she said to me, you need to take that picture down. She said, don't wear that again. And I was blown away. My thing was, what, what are you talking about? Because I didn't feel that it was offensive. Mm-hmm. But what I, what first of all, what I love was her witness because I was able to receive from this woman, and I'll call her name because she's one of my one of my mentors. Her name is Rita Kelly, and she's part of my sisterhood um, with the Phenomenal Women Foundation Incorporated, and she is a, an example. First of all, I was able to receive what she said to me because she's an effective witness mm-hmm. she can call me about my appearance because her appearance is always intact and see that's the thing sometimes we we have to be careful because we'll we will be quick to take offense and be like yes. um you know who do you think you are judging you know but you have to know the person i had this you have to be able to tell the difference between someone who really cares for you and has good intentions for you and they correct you versus somebody who's really just being a hater. Um, you know, yes. I had the similar thing happen to me um, the, the other day. You know, my husband had his birthday party or whatever, and we posted pictures and the dress that I had on. You know, I felt the same way. I'm, I'm with my husband. Um I, to me, I thought, I think the dress is classy. You know, I don't think, you know, I'm not hanging out or anything like that. But this 
this is the example. You had someone who actually cared about you to yes. approach you and say something. Well, I had somebody who don't even know me posted on my Facebook saying, Preacher lady, are you out here thirst trapping? And it was all that I could do within me not to respond. But what I did is I just deleted the comment, blocked that person, and you're no longer a friend. Because you you don't even know me. And yes. you know what I'm saying? And you're, and you're judging me. You only know me from Facebook. Yes. You know and what I'm way- saying? And, and it's not that I took offense to it, but... Everybody else is saying nice things but you. And it's not that I'm not, I can't handle that. It's just, I I don't even know you. So what are your intentions? You've never commented on any of my posts. You've never done anything. And then out of the blue, boom. Well, there's a way to do anything. And and, and as I mentioned, Miss Rita called me. This this person is not even... um, you know, they're kind of out there in the world themselves, if that makes sense. Yes, and I I I I understand what you're saying. And and, and as I was as I was saying, she called me. She didn't go and talk about me behind my back. She right. didn't go and talk to my other 20 sisters about me. She called me directly. Yes. And first of all, in order to be an effective witnesser, you have to be willing to grow. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Did I think that the outfit was um, offensive? Honestly, I didn't. But right. if it offends, if it offends my sister or my brother, now Miss Miss Rita knows that I'm saved. But what about those people that are looking at that and don't know that I'm saved? Right. I could lose my voice. I could lose my witness. So it is urgent that we present ourselves in and a, a Christ-like way. And that's why I'm so careful. Like when I go to these places, like with pictures and stuff like that, um, I don't drink. But, you know, the people around me may be drinking. I'm very intentional and cautious about not having a picture taken with me with a drink in front of me or whatever, because that can always, that you know, they, oh, well, she's a hypocrite. She's out here doing this and, you know, um, but she's at the club drinking, even though I'm not drinking, you know, now how I dress is one thing versus, you know, that, you know, I'm one for fashion, just like you are. I love fashion and, you know, I don't too much take offense to when people, um, call out my hair or, or what I'm wearing because, you know, I'm, I'm me. Um, I appreciate, you know, your feedback, but at, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not out here half naked or anything like that, but you have to be careful as far as, um, you know, like your surroundings. So when you're doing stuff like this, you always have to be around, you know, mindful, you know, and for me, I think my approach is a little bit different. Like I'm trying to break down the stereotype that Christians can't like fashion. We can't have fun. We can't have you know, we can't have fun with our spouse. You know, that's, I'm trying to break down those walls. So, you know, I, I get a lot of flack from people because I do travel with him, but I'm like, this is what a marriage is. It's support. Yes. You know, I go with him and support him in what he does. It doesn't mean God doesn't have a purpose for him or that we're unequally yoked. It's just that we're on different paths and God has to take him through his path to his purpose, just like he does me. 
Exactly. And every as we talked about when we when we spoke about purpose, everybody has a different a different purpose. Right. And and being an effective witness witnesser is not necessarily walking around quoting scriptures. It's right. treating people right. It's yes. treating people nice. It's complimenting people. It, it it's just being Christ like. Just and we have the to characteristics know, of Christ. We have to know who our people are. So sometimes yes. those naysayers, you know, that don't always agree because we can't please everybody. We're human just like anybody else. But you yes. know, we it took me a long time to understand that and accept that because I was a people pleaser. I wanted everybody to like me and oh it just broke my heart. If 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 that guy had said that years ago, oh my gosh, it, it would have broke my heart and I would have been like um you know just so upset over it for probably days. But I'm in a space now where I know not only who I am but whose I am. Whose I am and who God has called me to. So yes. you know I appreciate your comment. You know what I'm saying? And every comment doesn't deserve a reaction. Exactly. And, and see, that could have ruined my testimony too if I had to come out of my feelings and, you know, read him his rights. You know what I'm saying? So to me, sometimes the best reaction is no response at all. So that's why I just deleted the comment and blocked that person because, like I said, I don't even know them. But that says a lot too. You know what I'm saying? That that's a witness within itself. Well, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. And sometimes exactly. that's what people want us to do. They want to bring us out of our character so they can show people we're not who we say we are. They want to set you up. They want right. to set you up. Right. But the the key is to again um, one of my points that I was going to make, and it goes with that. We must be determined to. De- to declare the gospel whenever, however, wherever. Come on. And, de- yes. and declaring the gospel is not always standing up with a sermon. It's how we act and how we yes. respond. Yes. We, we must have a critical desire to commission others to God. Again, we commission them by our life. Yes. By what we, by what we give, by what we say, by how we look. By how we treat them and how we respond, and you know we're already going to be criticized because we are, you know, <laughs> spreading the gospel and we're followers of Christ. So of course there's order to everything. You know God has order and there's standards. Um, you know that we got to fulfill. You know what I'm saying? But of yes. course again we are human also, and you know we're always constantly growing. So just like you said, you know with the outfit. You know, you didn't see anything wrong with it, but that was a growing moment for you. And, yes. you know, sometimes we don't know. Um, we think we're doing something that's okay unless somebody truly does care for us and they pull yes. our coattail. And if you don't have people in your circle who's willing to, to, you know, tell you when you're wrong and not always just amen everything you're doing, you get need to get a new circle. You get you need a new circle. You need a new circle. And, and another... In order to be an effective witness, you have to have a tender, compassionate, yes. compassionate heart. You have to have a sincere love for love for others. Right, and, and you can't do what anything. What does love have to do with it? Love has <laughs> everything to do with it because you have to witness to everyone, not to the ones that that 
make you comfortable or that receive you. I still have to witness to the ones that I know don't like me. And the thing about it is, too, is, you know, um, everybody's not going to receive you. Some people are going to challenge you. So you've got to always, one, be ready. And two, it's all in your approach and how you answer it. And, you know, we think sometimes we got to have all the answers and we don't. It's okay to say, "Mm, I don't know. Or, you know, let me look into that. But there's going to be people out there who challenge us, you know, and, and that's just a part of it. And we have to, like you said earlier, how we respond to those challenges is also going to leave an impression on them. So if we're ugly, that's what they're going to want, first of all. They can't wait to go back and say, oh, I had an encounter with her. Let me tell you what, what she said to me. Or, you know, if... You know, they never spread about the good things you do. It's always the bad things you do. But, you know, you never know what that impression will leave on them if you handle them with love. And you're willing to meet them right where they are and not judge them. Exactly. It's all in your response. And I think that may be one of the biggest effective witnesses there could be, you know, is just how you respond to maybe a negative situation. Yes, and it's when you talk about judge judging folks, you you cannot witness based on your thought process. You have to witness based on the word of God. Right. You know, we can't miss an opportunity to witness because they said something that offended us. Right. And Our offense is a goal. big thing. Offense is a big thing for yes. um a safe folks. Uh we yeah, I think we get offended more than anybody. You're right. And and you can't also, you can't be an effect, effective witnesser and a whiner. Oh, if come on now. If you're always complaining, you're always complaining. Nobody wants this life if every time you see me, I'm downtrodden. I'm right. always depressed. I always got a sad story. People can't come to you with their story because you, you're beating them with your sad story. If right. you're going to be an effective witnesser, you got to give God the glory. You can't be a, a victor and a vic, uh, victim, right? Exactly. You you have to, and you got to train your mind. You have to train train your mind instead of saying, "Oh, I'm so tired." Say things like, "Oh, I had oh, a busy day, but I thank God for the strength." Right. Instead of saying, "I'm so broke," say, "It doesn't matter what I have in my pocket." Right. God's gonna supply all my needs. And we've got oh. to learn to turn that stinking thinking into positive thinking. And sometimes that's hard for us. But, you know, that's a part of the growth process as well. Yes. Exactly. Well, this has been so good. I want to give um, a few tips on to help somebody become a more effective witness. Or sometimes I think they kind of hold back because they're out of fear. But I have a niece. She's 10 years old. And she. You know, she loves to spread the gospel and she has been watching me on TikTok and things like that. And she has all these questions about, TT, how do you, how do you spread the gospel and things like that? So she's kind of like learning by what um, I'm doing. I've told my sister, I'm like, she's going to be the next preacher in the the family. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people think that, you know, they, they can't, those are platforms too, where you can be an effective witness and things like that. So um, so the first thing is we got to always remember the gospel. You know, we got to regularly remind ourselves of, you know, what we've been rescued from and who you've been rescued to. You know, the whole fuel for evangelism is 
um, a timeless and universal crossing for all cultures and uh, generations. So, like we said before, we got to know not only who we are, but whose we are. And number two, we got to do it on a consistent or regular basis. So, like like we said earlier, um, it may be an encounter just making eye contact and smiling or saying hi to somebody. But if we do it on a consistent basis and we take our time to really build trust with those people around you, then, um, you know, it, it will open up the door for them to come to us for, for whatever it is and give us that opportunity to witness to them in their life. Because sometimes I think we can drive them off if we, you know, automatically come to them with the Bible and scripture, like you said before. Yes, and witnessing this, as I mentioned, is not just words, it's also actions. Can can we witness when it's uncomfortable? He's still God. Can we witness in unstable situations? He's still God. Can we witness during sickness? Guess what? He's still God. Right. Can we witness when our children are acting up? He is still God. Can we witness when our marriage, when our relationship is challenged? Guess what? He's still God. Right. So no matter what the situation is, you uh, and as all of these, I go back to being delivered, obedient, purpose, and now an effective witnesser. It is a choice. It is a choice. And you have to train your mind to think kingdom in order to be an effective witnesser. Right. And so... Um, Number three is to observe and listen. I think this one is very important because every person, place, and thing can be uh, a ministry opportunity. And, you know, because every non-Christian place and the thing, you know, has not yet been redeemed. But like the places that we talked about before, those are ministry moments, but we just have to make the best of them. And sometimes you may say, well, I don't really know how to approach this person. All you have to do is pray in the Holy Spirit to help you, you know, um, what to say and how to approach them and things like that. And, um, you know, number four, we got to understand the gospel is only good news to those that recognize that they're in a bad situation. You know, uh, when Jesus went to the temple, he didn't immediately share the good news. He listened and asked questions and we got to do the same. So as people share, you know, we have to be asking the Holy Spirit to reveal, um, you know, what it is that how he wants to connect with uh, them in that situation. So it may mean that we share something about ourselves and how we found Christ ourselves. Yes. And, um, you know, we have to be flexible. So um, the thing is, we can't only, we can't share it when we feel like it. So whenever the Holy Spirit prompts us, no matter where we're at, like you said, even in a grocery store, we got to be flexible and we got to yield to the Holy Spirit and move when he says moves. And lastly, prayer has got to be our strategy. Come on, somebody. Yes, God. Um, yes, that, God. that is like the main thing. You know, um, we've got to be intentional when we pray. Like, God, put people in my path that I can help today. You know, show me how to encourage them. Um, guide my conversations with these people. Give me wisdom on, on how to share the gospel. So that comes back into play with our relationship with Jesus, you know, we have to be in a constant, intentional relationship with him every day to know how to to do this. Because there's no really guideline. Each person is different, but we gotta yield to the yield to the Holy Spirit to guide us and to let us know when we need to approach and do things and how to do it. 
Yes, ma'am. And and you can't, in order to witness effectively, you can't be haughty. You can't be stuffed up. You can't look yes. down on people. And again, that goes back to being judgmental. And we have to remember where we were. We weren't, we, we weren't always where we are now. And right. I, st- I still have a long way to go. We but all do, because if we stop growing, then we're just stagnant. Exactly. If you're if you're not growing, then you're, you know, dead. you're okay being where you are. But it, it's just like a relationship or anything else. There's layers to this. There's levels to this. This time next year, we're not going to be where we are. I, prayfully that we're not, you know what I'm saying? Next year, we're not going to be where we yes. are right now. And that yes, should ma'am. be our goal. Yes, ma'am. Well, that this has been so good. I have enjoyed this so much. And um, Miss Debbie, share with everybody where they can um, catch you at or catch up with you at on social media or anything that you have going on that you would like to share one last time since this is our last episode. Yes, I am Deborah Elaine Davis on Facebook, on Instagram. I am Fetal to Faithful. That's F E T A L T O F A I T H F U L. And if any of you are free, I will be bringing the morning message on this Sunday at True Worship Missionary Baptist Church in Bessemer. Um, you can go to my Facebook page. There's a flyer out there that will tell you all that you need to know. I would love to have the support of my audience. That is so awesome. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. That is awesome. That's a big step. That's a huge step. But I'm, I'm a usable, I'm, I am a usable, usable vessel. And I think that's the key. You know, sometimes we got to do it even if we're scared. Just do it. I accept things that I know I'm not ready for or I don't know how to do, but I do that. So it will push me out of my comfort zone and take me to the next uh, level that God's trying to take me. Because if I stay comfortable all the time, I'm never going to get there. So I, I applaud you for that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. So this concludes this uh, last series of Addicted to Dope and Still Saved with my special guest, Debbie Davis. Again, thank you guys so much for always rocking with me and supporting me with everything that I do. You can always catch me, um, check me out on Facebook at Tanya Williams Life Coach. I'm on Instagram at spiritually underscore grounded. Um, You can also go to YouTube. I'm also under Tanya Williams Life Coach and watch those new episodes me and my husband have. Um, It's a series that we're doing. It's called Real Talk in Black and White with the Real Team Williams. We're sharing some relationship advice and things that we have gone through to hope Uh, in hopes to help single to be married or married couples that struggle with some things. But again, thank you guys so much. Until next time.